welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, hello everyone. In this episode, I'm chatting with naturopath Amy Skilton all about EMFs. This week's interview continues on from last week, so I'd suggest going back and listening to last week's interview on mold first, and then coming back and listening to this one. In this episode, we chat all about EMFs, how we're exposed to them, how they can impact our health, and what we can actually do about it. So let's get into the episode. So could you share with us a little bit about what EMFs actually are and then maybe some of the ways that we can reduce the impact in our homes? Mm. Yes, it is a huge subject for sure. And I think part of the lack of understanding and awareness around it is because the colour spectrum that the human eye can see, the rest of the electromagnetic spectrum is entirely invisible and so it's not like a for it's a form of pollution but it's not like where we see it coming out of a big coal stack do you know what I mean you can't see it with the naked eye and without a special meter you can't measure it and so you can very easily just forget that it's there or even just kind of not know and I guess probably what I want to start with is electromagnetic radiation is a spectrum And I think most people are familiar with the dangers of ionizing radiation, which is, I guess, the very top end of the spectrum, very, very high energy um, radiation. And we think about that in the context of, say, X-rays or nuclear power plants or Chernobyl. Even though we can't see it, and if you get an X-ray at the dentist or the hospital, you can't feel it. We know that it's dangerous and that's why, you know, x-rays, you know, a radiologist goes and stands behind a lead-lined wall when they issue you the x-ray. This is also why we don't want to do x-rays unnecessarily because every dose of that ionising radiation does damage to your DNA and increases your risk of adverse health effects, including cancer. And because there is so much energy in ionizing radiation, it does instant damage to the DNA. And so there is no safe dose of ionizing radiation. But we have this whole other spectrum of radiation that's non-ionizing. And because it's non-ionizing and therefore the energy in the waves is not high enough to cause instant damage, it has been incorrectly assumed to be harmless. Now, there is an awful lot of um, evidence now that shows that that isn't the case. But unfortunately, we have created an artificial environment for ourselves where we rely very heavily on various forms of electromagnetic radiation. And so it's also very inconvenient to acknowledge that it is harmful. And so, as I said, there's a whole spectrum. We've got 
We've got also natural electromagnetic radiation too, by the way. Obviously, the sun is producing a form of radiation. We have the Earth's natural magnetic field. But what I will say is those natural forms of EMFs are EMFs that we have, we are, we are actually in alignment with, we are attuned to, they're actually vital for our health and well-being. The magnetic field of the Earth is a DC or direct current and it doesn't change polarization. Then we move into man-made EMF problems to unpack, and I won't sort of bore you with all of the details, but the nature of the artificial EMFs are very different to, to natural background EMFs. The volume of exposure is also entirely different. In the last 100 years, our exposure to man-made EMFs has gone up a quintillion fold that is a lot of zeros if you write yeah, it what is down that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 16 zeros I could wow. be slightly off but it's it's a lot okay it's a lot it's a fun a quintillion fact. fold yeah and so we are experiencing electromagnetic pollution like humans have never seen before, like the world has never seen before. We're already seeing it killing off bee populations. We're seeing it impact navigational systems of animals. And we are electrical beings. Our nervous system runs on very tiny electrical impulses. Our channels and gateways in and out of our cells, are many of them are electrically um, moderated. And we are also, with non-ionizing radiation, it can cause single and double-stranded DNA breaks. And so it does cause DNA damage, just not instantly the way in which ionizing radiation does. And so we are seriously poisoning ourselves with the various forms of electromagnetic frequencies that we are exposing ourselves to in the wiring in our home, um, in our devices that we use from the fridge to the oven to the bedside lamp, but especially wireless radiation. So cell phone towers are, of course, problematic, but so too are the cell phones that we carry around on our body, you know, most of our waking hours. And so this is something I think people need to get across ASAP. It's we're really looking at the next, next asbestos and the next cigarettes. There is a latency period with electromagnetic frequency exposure and brain tumours and other forms of cancer, autoimmune type conditions. And it's really 10, 15, 20 years of exposure where we start to see the result of that ongoing electromagnetic radiation poisoning. Now, I know it's weird to say the word radiation because if you're anything like me, I grew up associating that with nuclear radiation, but it's all a radiation of electrons and, and energy. And when you start saying energy and you start saying frequencies, it starts to sound a little woo-woo because if you're not an electrical engineer or work in telecommunications or have an understanding of how electricity and wireless communication works, the kind of which you probably associate with more, you know, the more esoteric and spiritual world, you know, the frequency of love and I don't like that guy's energy, man, and stuff like that. And so it can very quickly start to just look like something that belongs in that category. 
when it's not. It's an electrobiological physics or electrophysiology um, area. And we do have enough literature now that irrefutably shows, particularly exposure to magnetic fields and also radio frequencies, which is wireless radiation, are a big problem. One of the things I like to say is that we know that the radiation coming from the sun isn't ionizing, and yet we see the damage that does to our skin if we overexpose ourselves. And we know the link between excess UV exposure and skin cancer. But that's because it's, it's a form of radiation we can see and we can feel, whereas the rest of it's quite invisible without using a meter. So I guess short of hiring an EMF testing technician or a building biologist to come in and assess your home, I want to just give just point a few things out and maybe give some really basic tips to help reduce people's exposure in the home. And, and also, I suppose, outside of your home. Now, you've probably got less control about outside your home unless you're about to move and you're open to where you're going to move to, but you don't want to live within 600 metres of high-voltage power lines. Any closer than that is associated with a doubling of the incidence of childhood leukaemia. For the same reason, though, it's because of the magnetic fields that you also don't want to be sleeping or spending long periods of time next to an appliance that's drawing current, i.e. switched on and is being used. So you don't want your bed on the other side of the wall to your fridge or your oven. You don't want to be charging devices or operating electronic devices on your bedside, certainly not overnight while you're sleeping next to it. If you've got circuitry behind the head of your bed, again, you might need to pull your bed away from the wall a bit to get your head out of the electric field and the magnetic field. And you don't want to sort of stand or sit on top of a heater or by the air conditioner while it's running. And you most certainly don't want to be sitting um, next to any wireless emitting or transmitting devices. And so what that means is a dramatic way of reducing your, well, it's not a dramatic way, it's a dramatic reduction in exposure. A way to reduce it in a significant way is to avoid being anywhere near your modem. A lot of people have the modem in the same office that they work in, which is in the near field, which is where the power density is strongest and the exposure is going to be the most problematic. You want to have it as far away from people as possible and you certainly don't want to be sitting or sleeping near it. And in fact, at nighttime, please turn it off. Now, what's tricky about that, though, is many modems are coming out now with two connections or two signals. And often when you turn off your signal, a public free Wi-Fi signal remains, which means you may as well have just left it on. And so what I encourage clients to do, if they haven't bought one of the EMF meters that I recommend or they don't, they're not planning to get someone else out, is to actually pull the plug out from the wall to make sure it's not transmitting. I would do the same thing with wireless speakers. Anything wireless uh, presents a real problem with wireless radiation. And so, you know, just as an example of how seriously I take this, my beautiful parents bought me a really cool Christmas present a couple of years ago when the AirPods first came out. Um, and I took them straight back to the Apple store and, and got a store credit because there's just no way I'm ever going to expose myself to that kind of wireless radiation. Um, in fact, 
when some of those wireless um, earbuds have been measured, they've produced 17 times more radiation than a cell phone. And even when you look in the fine print for cell phones, they tell you not to use it on your body, to have it as far away from your body as possible. And so you should never speak on your phone holding it up to your head either. Um, So if you do just those simple things, you're going to significantly reduce your exposure to wireless radiation and also other electromagnetic radiation as well. And um, that's why you'll see me constantly harping on about all of these other ways to reduce it too, because it's a serious invisible poison that you might not feel today, you might not feel in the next couple of years, but just like with smoking, eventually your body is going to pay for that, you know, exposure down the line. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we can just see it's that we don't know what we don't know. And um, we just don't, we have no idea the way we're living our lives today. We have no idea <laughs> what the long-term impact of that is going to be. So mm. I love that you're, you know, bringing awareness and attention to this. Um, mm. So since so many people are working from home right now, you know, we've got our phones by our side all day and we're, we're on our laptops all day. Um, what are some of the top tips, you know, you've already mentioned a few um, that we could mm. do from a day-to-day basis, maybe working from home to reduce our exposure? Just a short break from the episode to let you know that I'm currently offering free strategy sessions. This is a 20-minute call with me to discuss your current health challenges and goals and for you to find out more about how functional nutrition can support you. If you're sick and tired of putting up with frustrating symptoms and you're ready to wake up feeling light, energized and healthy, I reckon it's time to take action. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash strategy session or the link in the show notes to book your free strategy session. So what I would suggest, it sort of depends on what kind of work you do because I know that what I'm about to say isn't going to work for everyone's business or working arrangements, but I keep my phone on flight mode and really kind of check it probably a handful of times a day. But if that's not going to work for you and you need to have an active signal, I mean, you can do a couple of things. You can go back to a landline, a wired landline. By the way, cordless phones uh, usually emit far more radiation than cell phones. So if you've got a cordless phone, I would swap to an old school umbilical cord, ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also hardwire your cell phone. So you can turn it into flight mode turn off the Bluetooth, Wi-Fi and data, but connect via an Ethernet cable using an adapter, just like the way you would hardwire a computer, whether that's a laptop or a desktop computer. And that way you can avoid having wireless in your house altogether, at least most of the time. Obviously, if you're cruising around the house or maybe you're you know, looking at a recipe on your phone while you cook in the kitchen, you might use wireless from time to time. But If you're planning to sort of jump on the couch, watch a couple of shows and scroll Instagram at the same time, because I know that's what a lot of people do, you definitely want to hardwire in your phone an emission device for a couple of hours close to your body and exposing your brain, your reproductive organs, your heart, all of your tissues to that kind of level of radiation. 
And I know it probably sounds like a bit of a hassle to hardwire, but it's actually quite simple to do. Um, You might need some help, but most people can DIY pretty well. And it just means when you think about if you do, you know, I work online. And, you know, I work on, I see clients via Zoom, um, my, everything about my business is online and I try and share a lot of tips and things on social media. So I am on my phone a fair bit. But if you're doing that eight hours a day, you know, 40 hours a week, that's what, that exposure adds up really fast. So if you can for six or seven hours a day while you're tapping away at the keyboard on the computer or you're, you know, posting on socials and on your blog, if you can do it from your desk hardwired, you have reduced your exposure by 95% already. And that is going to pay off big time down the line. I think we are in for an epidemic of brain tumours, um, particularly gliomas are associated with wireless radiation. Um, there are particular um, cancers of the ear and the heart that are specific to cell phone um, exposure there's been four cases of women who touch their cell phone in their bra, which a lot of women do when they go and exercise, who all got the same type of breast cancer in exactly the same place. Um, there, are just, there is just so much here that is a problem. Now, there, the two biggest insurance underwriters in the world will not insure cell phone companies. Now, if that doesn't tell you something very significant, I don't know what will. And when you look in the fine print, of cell phone manufacturers, they also warn you not to use the device on your person, which is exactly how everyone uses it. In effect, they're not fit for purpose, um, but the acknowledgement of the danger of wireless radiation, of course, is going to create some liability issues. So this is the fine print in the uh, in the contract of use that no one bothers to read. I think if you read it, you might be quite alarmed. And I personally tested my own phone. So I've got an iPhone Max uh, XS, if that makes a difference. So the iPhone 10 big size. I used my meter to test the safe distance um, between me and the cell phone with it on. Now, that was with Bluetooth off. Bluetooth is um, 2.5 gigahertz, and that tends to be quite problematic for people, actually, more so than even the um, usual wireless frequencies of cell phones. But the Wi-Fi was off, the Bluetooth was off, it was just the data that was active and um, I had to go back three and a half metres before I was considered to be, by building biology standards, in the safe zone exposed. You know, there's sort of, it's, it's arguable whether there's a safe level of exposure but we also have to be realistic about life um, and so there are standards set by building biology um, principles that sort of say, all right, at this point, we, we feel comfortable with your level of exposure. So, you know, my arms aren't that long. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, it's not really safe for me to use um, while I'm holding it in my hand. So definitely food for thought. Obviously, if you're out shopping, you're out running errands, you're, you know, you're going out for lunch, you can't, you can't hardwire it. But if you're at home or you're at the office, there are absolutely alternatives that make your home and your workplace a much safer way of using technology than we currently are. Yeah, absolutely. That is so helpful. So we have discussed a lot and you have given everyone so, so much advice. Um, Before we wrap up a little, is there anything else that you want to add specifically on EMS? 
You know, I think I've probably said enough. <laughs> um, the only, I guess the only thing I really want to just say in closing is that, yes, wireless radiation in the environment is a problem. Cell phone towers are a problem. The 5G satellites that are being launched are a very serious problem. But currently, for most people, unless you live within a couple of hundred metres of a cell phone tower with a direct line of sight, your exposure is far more significant inside your home coming from your devices and the way that you use them. And I say that because a lot of people worry about what's out there, which is a legitimate concern, but not realising is actually a much bigger problem at this stage. And so I just really want to encourage people to just really look carefully at your home and the appliances you have in it, especially anything that's smart or wireless, and really begin to look at how you can adjust the way you use it or replace them with um, something, you know, does it have to be wireless? Just to reduce your exposure because it is one of those things that over time is going to is going to have, have an impact on your health. And if you start now, you can certainly reduce your risk for some serious things down the line um, a bit later on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is really helpful advice. So where is the best place for people to find you online and learn more about you? Probably on socials. I would say Instagram is the ultimate place to come and find me. My handle is that naturopath. And there you can find me talking about everything to do with natural health and root cause medicine. But given, you know, this, the area that I'm moving into, I'm really sharing a lot about EMFs and mold and environmental toxins, which I think for someone who's health conscious and already taking steps to do the right thing by their body as in eating well and managing their stress, just to really up-level um, their approach and start to just remove some of those um, quite serious influences on health out of their immediate environment. So, yeah, I would love to, love to see you there. Yeah, absolutely. And I love everything that you're sharing over on Instagram. I've learned so much from that alone <laughs> and even more from this conversation. So thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge. And you have also um, let me know that you've got some amazing resources as well that people can mm. go and check out. Would you like to share a little bit about any of those? Yes, absolutely. So I guess for um, anyone listening to this is probably going to want to take some next steps. So as far as EMFs go, I actually recorded a webinar earlier this year on EMFs in general, but 5G as well, just really explaining what EMFs are, how to recognise them, what they mean. I went through um, a lot of the literature around the health, adverse health effects. I also, if you sign up to watch the webinar, I email out a few other resources. And like you said, a lot of people are a bit sceptical. There are people taking advantage of the, I guess, the ignorance of the subject too with fads and um, gadgets and gizmos that don't really work. So in the email series that you get after that webinar, I really go through all of that, but I also send you two documents that summarize the evidence for EMFs. And I think understandably, I think everyone should be skeptical, skeptical about everything, FYI. Um, but for those that are sort of haven't yet recognized 
that electromagnetic radiation is a problem, the Bioinitiative Report and the 5G um, by Dr. Martin Paul are two documents that I send out. So get some free education on it and then allow yourself to make some better choices in, in your home. I give you some tips in addition to the ones I shared today. I also have um, my favourite at-home use EMF meter linked in the bio. So if you want to check your home for magnetic fields, electric fields, radio frequencies, um, you can get your hands on my meter of choice that way. I also run periodic free trainings on how to use it. It does come with instructions, but if you want personal support, you can also get that as well. And look, when it comes to mold, I think a lot of people really like to know what to look for. And it's not really practical, let alone financially viable to get a building biologist to look at every prospective rental property or property for sale. So if someone would like to be trained on how to assess a property, I do have a specific training for that as well, where I can teach you how to do a lot of what a building biologist or mold testing tech would do. So you can really, the, it's, its purpose is to help you rule out properties that once you know, you know, are obviously water damaged and you can just pass on it. And you can kind of save that extra step of investment to, um, you know, for something that you find that looks perfect, but you want to be a hundred percent sure. So yeah, um, I think you've got some links that you might put in the show notes where people can access those things. And of course you can always DM me and we can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. I will be sure to put all of those links in the show notes. So everyone definitely go and check out all of that because I'm sure you're definitely keen to learn more. So thank you so much, Amy. This has been such a great conversation and I've learned so much and I'm sure everyone listening has just gotten so much out of this conversation as well. So thank you for sharing all your wisdom. Thank you so much, Fran. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.